0: Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. We also love what volleyball did this weekend, like the Bulls football team, which is the only 2-0 team in the American and looking to go to 3-0 this week in Birmingham. Volleyball just played Birmingham, UAB, and swept them both times. We'll give you a couple highlights here from Friday's match, but again, we'll pay more attention to them on Wednesday's program as I'm going to do several interviews. You'll hear even more highlights of the Bulls getting another W, and this was at the Yingling Center. Dykes gets a clean set to Pouillier. He's a man-oh-man, oh man, Tizzy is getting some bounce to her step as the Bulls are mixing up the attack. That serve is fielded by Hazan. Dax is going to go back side to Maria. Whoa, Whoa. drives, <laughs> unloads. Right side again, deflected up the net on the effort by Smith. Middle, Pouillier's off balance, and another clean look for the Blazers. They go right side again to Smith, two Bulls block it down see if UAB goes left. Chilicol indeed gets it. And boy, what a dig by Andrade. Williams is able to get it. And from the back row, could Thomas get it? Over she does. 4-3 ball, free ball for UAB. Bulls dunk it down, and it ends on UAB's side. Hazan shot barely stuck over. A long point, maybe the longest of the match to this point, clinches the second set. Set middle, that's going to be tough. Oh my goodness. Reagan Kynard is back, ladies and gentlemen. Another block for the Bulls and a three-point lead. Their largest of this third and what they hope is final set. Pick back up. They're going to go to Reese again. Deflect that for the Bulls. Thomas has to pass it. Back row to Hazan. And through the block and down 24-16. And the Bulls set up eight match points. Actually, UAB won a couple before the Bulls took them in the straight set fashion. 25-20. 25-21 and 21-19. to 19. In the match, it was 16 kills for Busse Hazan, who had a complete contingent from Turkey there to greet her after the game. That was cool to stick around for. Also cool that the match took less than 90 minutes on a Friday night, by the way. We love bringing it to you. Maria Andraj, 12 kills, and Tizi Pouyis with nine and just one air. Caroline Dykes was the only setter, had 38 assists, added six digs on defense. Maya Thomas playing for the injured freshman fellow freshman leah schneider with seven digs speaking of injury it was great to see reagan Keinert back for a couple of attempts there at the end and a few blocks she's their first middle off the bench behind the freshman lauren lewis and she'd been out for a month bulls are still without amanda dewitt talked about schneider and nikki kashatave a middle but obviously a deep team now, uab really threatened the first set on saturday had a five-point lead as much as late as 1914 And 23 21 before the Bulls had back to back blocks to take that set and then they just steamrolled them. In each of the last two sets, 25 13. In that match, again, Boussay Hazan leading the way. She had 16 kills Friday, 17 on Saturday. Maria Andraj added 10. Marta Svitkovic, 7 kills to no errors in that match. And Caroline Dykes continues to be the lone setter. She racked up nearly 80 assists in the two Victories. You look at the standings and I did tweet them out. And the Bulls are on top, much more, on the volleyball squad on Wednesday's show, along with some interviews with the team. And yes, they will have to play two members of the perceptibly stronger West Division on the road this weekend, but again we'll fill you in more on that on Wednesday's show. Man on oh man, men's soccer has played SMU and FIU very well, but lost both matches by the score of two to one. Friday night, it was 0-0 at halftime down in Miami. FIU got two goals, Jalen Anderson, a penalty kick back for the Bulls. But they're 2-6 and six and 0-2 and in the conference. And their next two games are against Tulsa on Wednesday on the road. Then they host Charlotte next Sunday. By the way, Charlotte, 3-0 and in the league, along with FIU atop the standing. So they played a ranked team. Their next game was against FIU. I bet you FIU is ranked today in the new polls that come out. Wouldn't be surprised if Tulsa also is. That's their next opponent. And also, Charlotte probably jumps into the top 25. You get the idea. And actually, as we update it here on the podcast page, we can tell you FIU did crack back into the top 25. Tulsa and Charlotte, not yet, but still just a brutal schedule. And back to volleyball for a moment. Boussa Hazan was named the Offensive Player of the Week in the AAC. As promised, a little bit more on cross-country and tennis here on the podcast. Cross-country, a little bit different than most sports where you have a full few month season. If you really think about it, cross country, you, I mean, I guess you could run every week, but it's, you know, people don't do marathons every week. You know what I mean? It's spread out. So the third event of the season. And after that, there's only one more before the conference meet. This was at the FSU Invitational, an absolutely enormous event at Appalachie Park. And speaking of enormous, the Florida State cross country program is so enormous that they're hosting their own event. But their men were at another event at Notre Dame. So that's why when you look at the final results, there's actually no FSU at the FSU Invitational, at least for the men's race, where the South Florida men finished fifth out of 31 teams, five bulls in the top 60, and there were nearly 350 runners. Nicholas Kamen was 27th to lead South Florida. Jackson Dravo, who is a freshman, was right behind him, followed by sophomore Thomas Ashley, followed closely, by the way, by Ashley, Tyler Wadsworth, and then... Jonathan Reed. Florida Gators were the champs. They had the individual winner and two more in the top 10, easily outdistancing the next three squads who were all at the Division II level, Embry-Riddle, Florida Southern, and UT, which Finished ahead of the Bulls, then a pretty big drop-off to the University of Miami. The Bulls outdistanced them and schools like LSU and FGCU. There were a ton of D2 and some smaller schools at this, as I mentioned, massive event, but the Bulls certainly finished ahead of a lot of powerhouse-type programs. On the women's side, out of 35 teams, South Florida finished ninth, just a point behind Florida Southern. Three Bulls in the top 60. Kelly Lynch was 23rd. Then it was Delaney Stevens, a freshman from Port Orange, at 35th. Marlo Hibbler, also 53rd. And the remainder of the Bulls were just inside the top 100. LSU won the race, barely over Florida. Then quite a drop-off to FIU, rounding out the top five were UT and Miami. Again, the Bulls were ninth. One more race before the AAC conference meet, which is going to be up in the Greenville, North Carolina area. Massive event hosted by the women's tennis team over the weekend, the Bedford Cup which featured schools like Florida State, UCF, which is outstanding in women's tennis. Those are your perennial NCAA tournament type teams, all schools from the state of Florida. And again, unlike the spring season, which is what counts towards your team totals for NCAA tournament qualifying purposes, where it's just team against team. This was three days and a bunch of different brackets since you had eight schools competing. And of course, there are Normally six singles players on each school. Basically, there were three different brackets on the singles side with 16 players in each. The gold was for your best players, then the green, and then the white. Everybody got a chance to play at least three matches. And although none of the Bulls won titles, several picked up multiple victories. Grace Schumacher, who is the top Bulls player, lost her first round match, for example, but then turned around in the consolation bracket, actually defeated Meili Monfield, from Florida State, yeah, she is the younger sister. She's a freshman of professional tennis player Gael Monfield. And Grace beat her 6-3, 7 then turned around and won a first set tiebreaker against a player from FAU to win, and then went to the wire in her final match against a really good player from UCF, Noelle Sidonova, and it went to a third set super tiebreaker. They were not playing full three-set matches because everyone was getting on the court so much. So if it went to a third set, it was a tiebreaker to 10. Schumacher lost it 10-7, to 7, but you want to talk about some great experience. Actually, the championship of the main bracket went down to a super tiebreaker, and Ollin Lomo Quadre of FIU beat FAU's Victoria Gomez 10-5. And by the way, Gomez is the player who The other bull in that gold bracket, Melissa Senley, the freshman, had to go up against right off the bat. That was a 6-love, 6-3 result. And Senley had to turn around and go up against the player from UCF and lost. But then she got in two more matches and won them both. The last one against Monfio from FSU. So the top two bowls went two and two on the single side. The next two bowls were in the green bracket, and Marta Font was able to pick up two victories. She actually won her first round match in the main draw and then got beat before grabbing a victory. Both of her wins were against the players in that middle bracket, basically, from FGCU. Ireland Simi of the Bulls went one and two on her side. So whereas Font got her second win winning that third set super tiebreaker. It was the reversal for semi. And then the other Bulls played as part of the quote-unquote white, not bracket, but round-robin competition, where instead of a bracket, you had everybody else placed into groups of four, and you got to play three matches. Actually, Kelly Vargas of the Bulls only played two due to injury. She split those. Gargi Parwar for the Bulls, the transfer from Incarnate Word. Talk about an eventful three matches in round-robin. She lost to Kendall Nash of UNF 10-8 in the third set super tiebreaker. Then, yep, went to a third set against an FIU player, won it 10-4, and then was tired of going the distance, so she won her final match 6-1-6 love. And that was just singles. You also had doubles with more straightforward, since you had eight schools, just your top doubles tandem played in the gold bracket, and that meant for the Bulls, the Spaniards, Naja Christians, and Marta Font, winning their first match, which is really just a set, and that's how they do it in college tennis. You just play one set. They would lose to a duo from UNF, which turned around and lost 6-1 in the final to UCF's top team. Number two doubles pairing, Grace Schumacher and Ireland Simi got, well, paired up with the FSU team that won the whole thing, so that was not the best draw. However, they would turn around and grab two victories. Six love against a, well, put-together duo from Stetson and FGCU, and then against an actual FGCU doubles team, Schumacher and Simi won six, four. And speaking of grabbing two victories, even though they lost their first match, that's what Pawar and Vargas were able to do in the final doubles bracket. So a lot of tennis took place over the weekend. We'll continue to talk about that sport right here. Thanks for dropping by the podcast page.